looking back. Roller Dansby. Gloves. Grabs. Guns. It's a magic number of one. Braves win it. Seven to two. And the way the Braves did it tonight was dominant starting pitching. Effective relief. Jeff and eight. Count them eight. Two strike hits. From an offensive standpoint, no doubt, Jeff, the eight two strike hits. Probably none bigger than Austin Riley's double down the left field line, but I'll go again and say the pitch in tonight. Max Reed continues his dominant run the last two months. What the hell is that? Hey, Stone on air. If you are not listening to Brian Stone, who has been a fixture in Chattanooga for years, you better be, or I'm going to ask you personally why you're not. I'm so happy I could die. They're like, Brian! Yeah, <laughs> Brian! Yes, my name is Brian! Finally, it's cool to be a Chattanoogan. Finally, it's cool to embrace this city. When some of us have been saying this for 25 years. Mic drop. Turn off the podcast. Stone on air. Yeah, just kill me now. Welcome in, everybody. How in the hell are you? Doing all right. A day late this week. Dropping on a Thursday. September 30th. And, of course, you know what I'm going to say next. Snap your fingers and boom, another month is gone. Holidays will be here in five seconds, and then it'll be time to ring in the new year, 2022. And what a bleep show that might end up being. For a multiple different viewpoint and perspective, which I'll not talk about any of those kinds of things today. We'll only get a touch political for a minute when I go down the three pieces of audio I found for you. Uh, And I had to do it fast. And i I, totally honest, this has been a really, really odd, odd week. It's not been a bad week by any stretch, but it's uh, there's a lot of things going on right now. Um, A couple of things, one in particular that's super personal that if you're a good friend of mine, ask me later, I'll tell you about it. Uh, I'm not going to bore anybody else about it, but it's it's just some of those same old lingering things that I thought was pretty much taken care of that doesn't seem to be, and it is uh, it is unfortunate and heartbreaking, and it is not my problem, but sometimes I tend to let it be. So I've um, let it be my problem. I I mean, not let it be as in leave it alone. So that's popped up this week. I am uh, days removed now from the new gig with the new daily podcast, which I'm going to spend an entire segment on the um, on what this is, what we hope it can get to, and how I'm overall feeling about it in the uh, second segment of the show. So I'll save my thoughts for that uh, for then in the final segment of the show. I don't. I just. I just didn't have a whole lot this week uh, and the week before because we've been working a lot on this new idea, and I just my notes to self. I did watch Dirty Work, Norm Macdonald's movie uh, over the weekend, and I forgot about all his little tape recorders. He walks around and says no to self in it, and I don't know if that's where I got that from. Maybe it is, but that's not. I don't do audio notes to self. I I do uh, type type them into my my. Uh, little notes on my phone and I'm regularly by the end of the month that the thing's loaded and I only have like four or five for all of September and I don't know if that's just because I've been 
not paying attention off my game. I don't know. But because of some of the stress levels of of this new gig coming up, this other thing that will remain nameless, sorry to be vague about it, but I have been quite literally pre-medicated on Kalanapin pretty much all week since I got back from Nashville. And so this is, as record time, this is just Wednesday. So when I say all week, I mean Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And it's a really low-grade uh, uh, anxiety medication that I am prescribed to, that it's to take when I want it, when I need it. I had a middle, middle of the night thing on a, on Monday night that I just woke up and just started. I don't even know why. I think I had a, well, I don't think. I know I had a bizarre-ass dream, which I have bizarre-ass dreams all the time. But something about that with trying to get back to sleep and then my mind racing started to make my chest get that kind of tightness feel. And I jumped up and took a melatonin and popped a, a Klonopin and slept very well after that. And then the next day, still kind of had some of those same feelings. So I took a couple of more on Tuesday. And then today, I took one today just because it, it really, it's not like Xanax. It doesn't mind erase you. I remember everything. Um, and again, very, very low milligrams or whatever the hell it is. And so I've been, my head's been spacey. And I'm not going to make a habit of this. And if you hear me continuing to talk about how I do make a habit of it, intervene and tell me to stop because I'm not big on uh, pharmaceutical drugs. But I am fine with farm, uh, big pharma when I need them. And in this case, these were uh, welcome to have. So anyway, I don't have a lot. That's why uh, for the final segment is just going to be a ton of headlines. Just a bunch of stuff that I've been copying and pasting. I'm not going to read the articles. I'm not going to deep dive in any of them. Just going to spend some time on that on the way out in the final segment of the show. Um, I was going to do a little bit more on this because I am, just like everybody else, fascinated with murder mystery. And we do have a very almost unhealthy obsession with, what is it, missing white girl syndrome that that just kind of consumes much of us. People go missing every day. Cold cases and murder cases happen virtually, I would say, every single day. This Gabby, is it Petito? Is that how you say it? She's dead. She was killed out west on that trip across country in this really stupid millennial. It's not even millennials. more like uh, older Gen Zers, the, the van life thing, traveling around the country, living out of a van. I don't know what kind of silver spoon you have to have in life to to let that be funded by a, a parents or trust funds or whatever but this dude Brian Laundry who was her boyfriend for a couple of years and everybody knew him pretty well it's clear he killed the the girl or there was some kind of issue that it winded up with people being dead then he ends up back in Florida and no one's heard from Gabby for three weeks at least, missing report filed. And uh, at this point, nobody can find the Brian Laundry dude. And by all reports that I've seen, he left his house without his cell phone or his wallet. So unless this guy was one of the most brilliant mastermind murderers in the history of, or at least of the 21st century, this dude's dead. So if you're waiting to hear that uh, this guy gets found, he's dead in some swamp in North Florida, Northport, Florida, or some cave or something. 
this dude ain't getting around without a cell phone or a wallet unless, again, this was such a masterminded, premeditated kind of situation, which by no accounts does it sound like it's anything other than a couple of rich, dumb idiots deciding to drive in a 2012 Ford uh, whatever kind of little extended, it's not a camper van, but it's a little bit bigger than your average little minivan. So, uh, hey, moms and dads. Eh, maybe don't help fund the 22-year-olds just driving around having fun all over the country. If for some reason they can pull it off and pay for it themselves, good for them. But I would suggest that you don't fund it. Seems like a bad idea. Seems like a fun, creative idea. Seems like a mind-opening experience that you'll never get any other time. But so did hitchhiking from you know Alabama to San Francisco once upon a time. So... So did those kinds of things back in the day until we found out, oh, yeah, that wasn't a very safe or good idea either. So, sucks. Terrible story, but you'll find the whole two-hour doc on it on 2020 or Dateline or Lifetime or one of those at some point in the near future. All right, so I've laid it out here pretty much and pretty short on this segment so far. And that is totally fine. This very well could be the last podcast I do for a couple of weeks, probably. At least a couple of weeks. If the other gig goes well, maybe even longer. Again, more on that in the next segment. Let's take a deep breath. (sighs) All right. Let's play uh, some of this audio. I've got three of them as per usual. The I told you so thing, the realest thing, and the worst idea. And one thing I did forget to mention, the Braves are up pretty big late in the game right now. If they win against the Phillies, they'll be one game out, or excuse me, one game away from winning the National League East pennant with four to play. So that's a good place to be. So I might open, change the open of the show to uh, the celebration. of It's not a celebration. It's just once you're one game away, that's a pretty cool place to be. But because of my crappy cable, I can't watch it. Anyway, here we go. This is today's I told you so thing. And I have been talking about for years how annoyed and how much dullardness it is, the numbnuts of, of the world, the the uh, just can't think for themselves types that use memes to try to get political points or new or, or what would be perceived as news stories or news facts out there on social media. Memes can be absolutely hysterical. I love a good meme, but so many people now resort to using these to make a strong political or social social justice comment or or just just thought starter without knowing anything about any of them fact checking them at all it's not a thing it is I, I think it's just purely disgusting and I've been saying it for a long long time this is from somebody on TikTok who didn't know that right uh the I told you so thing you guys ever noticed like eight or ten years ago a phenomenon happened Like the dumbest people you went to school with were all of a sudden experts on history, law, and now vaccines. All of a sudden, Gary, who used to drink Robitussin in the parking lot of the high school, is telling you the Democrats are actually the real slaveholders. 
even though he refuses to take down his Confederate flag because of his Southern pride, his Southern pride from living in Utah. Or what about that boomer Nancy who tells you always, go do your own research or just Google it. And for some reason, she's still making jokes about like Tide Pods and trans people. Or the middle-aged lonely chud who keeps posting about how people are mean to Donald Trump, bootlicking all the way. I mean, a simple Google search will show you that yes, in the 1800s, Democrats were in the South, but something called the Civil Rights Act happened. LBJ lost his job because of it, and the Dixiecrats are a thing. As Nancy says, just Google it. It all came from these, right? Memes all over Facebook. So of course, the Republican Party, whose base is, as Big Boy said, We won with poorly educated. I love the poorly educated. The only way they can speak to their base is literally through memes. Here, watch Q-Beast. This is a simple meme that you would find on the internet, but this meme of course, is very this real. Is the Green New Marjorie Deal surprise Taylor is Green. serves China and China only. You can go ahead and put number one up. So today, talking about the Green New Deal and the all-out war on the men and women. No research, no citing sources, just memes. Welcome to your 2021 fascist Republican Party. And what makes that so absolutely perfect? First of all, um, there I remember it was it was around I guess 15, 16, when so many people I was hanging out with that were a little bit younger than me, just starting to pay attention to some politics. And you know I'm I'm considerably older than some of these, and I have been voting since 2006. I wish I could say it was earlier than that. Um, and all of a sudden, just, oh, this is, got the, I got these strong things to say about the, all these things. And it's like, weren't you just sniffing glue, like huffing spray paint in the uh, in the woods before school the other day? <laughs> Wasn't that you that was, you know, pulling your pants down and mooning the Snow Hill traffic? Like, weren't you this numbnut that didn't even know where a voting booth was? And while the rest of us have been paying somewhat of attention and voting, now, all of a sudden, you have something strong to say. There's that. And then there's um, this just disgustingly awful. I'll, 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 I'll try to be not such an asshole about it. But Marge Taylor Green, all right? She's about as bad as it gets. Performative as it gets. Boy, she is learn from the best. She has learned from the Trump reality TV uh, approach. She does it very well. She's it's standing in Congress, showing the meme on a big, like poster board of Snooby Doo. Right when the dude goes uh, uh, to pull the mask off of who they think is the the bad guy or whatever, and then she pulls it off, and then the next thing says China. So New Green Deal is the name of the 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 shade over the person's head. Dude pulls it off, and then it's a picture of China's, you know, the, the symbol on its flag. Not only are these numbnuts using this online just to rile up the absolute brainless, intellectually deficient of the billions there, they're now doing it in Congress. <laughs> this is so, so perfectly, uh, well, I guess embarrassingly sad is the best way I can put it. And what, what do I got next? Oh, this is today's realest thing. I barely remember what it is, even though it's cut from the same cloth. I'm really sick and tired of motherfuckers only believing uh, the right to choose to make choices for myself when it's socially acceptable for them. 
Like, I'm sorry, but the right for a woman to get an abortion is just as important as my right to own an AR-15. Uh, Rosa Parks' right to sit on the front of the bus is just as important as my right to burn an American flag. So if you are unable to be consistent with these principles, then, you know, just start being honest with yourself uh, and start calling yourself what you really are, a petty authoritarian bitch. <laughs> I forgot about that one again. I threw these together very, very quickly. And uh, no further commentary is really needed there, I wouldn't think. This is today's worst idea. It's the shortest one. It's less than 30 seconds long. It is just two clips. It is Mitch McConnell in 2019, spliced right together with Mitch McConnell just the other day. It still blows me away that these politicians, and I don't know if it just started in 14, 15, 16, when everybody just changed everything they said based on what the latest polling said about Don Trump. I'm sure it's been going on a lot further back in history than that. But it's bizarre to me. You can just say one thing one day and say the exact opposite the next day. And I I don't know. I didn't think you used to be able to get away with this kind of stuff. This is today's worst idea. So you are expecting then to raise the debt ceiling once again? Of course. We, yeah. will, never, we will never have America default. Well, we raised the debt ceiling because America can't default. I mean, that would be a disaster. Republicans are united in opposition to raising the debt ceiling. It's less than 20 seconds. Let's just do it again. You guys ever noticed like eight or 10 years Sorry. ago? Phenomenal Sorry, wrong one. So you are expecting then to raise the debt ceiling once again? Of course. We, yeah. will, never, we will never have America default. Well, we raised the debt ceiling because America can't default. I mean, that would be a disaster. Republicans are united in opposition to raising the debt ceiling. I don't think there needs to be a hell of a lot of additional commentary on that one either. It's just it's just weird. It's just odd to me. Say one thing one day, one month, one year. Say the complete opposite. One day, one month, one year. Not all that long later. And it's like we don't even ask, like, why did you say this before but not now? And maybe they do. Maybe they left that part out conveniently. I don't know. Here we go again. Debt ceiling and funding uh, the, uh, the next budget. And uh, blood, 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 blood. I don't know. I'll let them figure that out. While I continue to focus on my own life. Speaking of my own life, there is a new concept, a new idea, a bold, brave concept that might or might not work. That doesn't mean it's not worth trying. And that doesn't mean it's not worth getting excited about, which also also means that brings on anxiety because of the concerns of whether it will work out or not. I'll talk all about that coming up next. Stone on Air will be right back. He's cool. Stoneonair.com. After 16 weeks of planning, countless hours of meetings, and two weeks of rehearsals, Pardon the Interruption was ready to introduce itself to the world. I had no idea it would be good and no idea it would be successful. I thought just the opposite. I said to him, I know we can do this and I know it will be good. I don't know if anybody will give a damn. That's a different deal. Three, two, one, roll red up, track music, open his mic, go mic. 
Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon, and welcome to opening day in this bizarre television experiment. And I'm Tony Kornheiser, and if we can have a TV show, you can have a TV show. And I think in my haste to put together this segment, I might have I might run that audio twice uh, inadvert inadvertently, but that's fine. This is uh, actually Pavement is the name of the song or makes ah, name of the band. I don't remember what the name of the song. Is. It's where the uh, gist of the PTI song came from. It's almost the same thing. It's not quite not sure how that works royalty wise but uh, yeah who knew the PTI song is based off this pavement song and you might be wondering um, okay great Brian uh, what the hell has this got to do with anything I will uh, I will get to that here in a moment as I took a quick break in between segments, I went to check the Brave score. They have indeed won, so I will change the uh, the open open of the show to some kind of montage of the win over the Phillies tonight, which now leaves them one game away from clinching the NL East. It's really one game, meaning either a Braves win or a Phillies loss, either one, and they have clinched the National League Eastern Division pennant for the fourth straight year. I did the math on this earlier today or very recently that since I was 11 years old, the Atlanta Braves have won the division championship 17 times and the wild card twice. So for 19 years, since 1991, they've been in the playoffs. Now, all the naysayers and haters, they should have won more World Series. They should have. They didn't. Um, but they were, they've almost always been there throughout my entire adolescence, teenage, and adult life. And that's pretty damn cool. And whenever I get to do the magic number countdowns, it makes me excited. And now I can go watch the Titans this weekend in peace and not have to worry about whether this thing's going to go down to the wire at the end of the uh of the week if we can get that four games to get one win i feel confident it's going to happen but it's not in the bag yet anyway so now you know all right so why play that on the front end well because the other night i decided to take off tuesday from doing this show because i just didn't really quite have it put together yet and i was uh and the, and the braves were on fs1 so i was able to watch it through my cable package and i just decided i was going to watch baseball and not worry about the podcast and then I saw on my DVR, because PTI, pardon, pardon the interruption from uh, Will Bond and Kornheiser. I've talked about them many times over the years on this show. Legendary, in my mind and many others, Tony Kornheiser, one of the most important broadcasters and media um, people in the hist- in my life. Uh, that, that show is just one of my favorites. And so it records everything that says PTI on, on the cable box. Or on my app, I guess I should say. And it was uh, it was PTI 20 was the name of it. An hour-long special produced by ESPN as the show is now 20 years old. And it's it started a revolution 
of of argumentative talk shows. Even before the news channels were doing it, some of them might have been doing it a little earlier, but it hadn't picked up its overall popularity yet. Sports television, sports commentary was still very much more popular. And this show set the groundwork for this century on debate shows, argument shows. And you can make an argument that they've created a segment of trashy garbage television. You can you can absolutely make that argument. But so I watched that special and just had, it didn't tell me anything I didn't already know because I've listened to podcasts about the show. I've followed Tony for, and Wilbon too, but for all these years, I, there was nothing on the show that I didn't already know, but it was still a well done doc and I enjoyed watching it. Well, it just happened to fall at a time that was uh, quite interesting because we're launching this new show, a daily podcast that will be a uh, a video cast as well. Once we figure out how to do it, it'll be on YouTube and Facebook every day. And uh, the idea is for it to be professionally shot, both video and audio wise, Monday through Friday. And it is a Jeff Styles, Jeff Styles America production. And um, I was asked to come on board about a month ago, maybe even a little less than a month ago. And I was, first of all, thrilled to be asked. And I am out of a paying gig right now, a side hustle gig, which I have somehow oddly always been able to put together some kind of media side hustle for damn near for real 20 years and that's what this is and I said sure and it's Jen Lambert and it's Russell Stroud and a lot of names and pieces might change as we try to figure out what we're doing but Jeff's the main host I'm going to be doing uh, mainly production but once I'm more familiar with what we're doing I'll be on air with them as well um a uh, few other names are going to be in there. Uh, Jeff Greenspan, which I'm not overly familiar with, but uh, Jen swears by. He'll be doing some uh, contributions. Uh, Hooker, Dave Hooker, will be doing some contributions. He's done sports reporting for the better part of a, a couple of decades, if not more like three decades. And so it's you know it's it's a collective, a bunch of people that have done lots of different media work, but we've never quite done it like this. And I have never done video. Oh, and Nathan Gale, by the way, is going to help us as well. I don't want to leave his name out. And Ella Smith has been helping us too. Um, more of their exact roles as these things come together. But it, it's like Jeff's like, let's go, 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 go. I've never seen him so excited to do something. I've never seen him so excited to do anything in the media broadcast world. But he needs a gig, and this is what he's come up with. The Chattanooga Drive-In Show. It's available every day. It's being kind of uh, uh, build is this 5 a.m. first thing in the morning show. You can listen to the damn thing whenever you want, but that's what he's pushing. That's what he's wanting it to do is to replace drive-in morning shows. For certain demographics, I think that it probably will. I'm not sure about how many. I'm not sure if we'll be able to have enough sponsors and advertising to keep everybody paid on the front end so far. We are being paid, and I am stressed the F out about it. Totally serious, dead serious. 
I am nervous as hell about this because I'm working with equipment I've never used before in a studio I've never been in with with high high end equipment, which is beautiful, but stuff I've never used cameras and lights and uh, programs, editing software, both video and audio that I've never used before. Going all the way down to a, it's an it's a Macintosh computer. I don't use Apple products. You know, I know that might sound silly, but this is not, like I am a beginner. And I'm terrified of starting too early. And I told them straight up on the record in our group text and in our any of our meetings we've had. I am, you know, let the record reflect that I think starting on October 4th is too soon. But Jeff wants to start on October 4th, so that's what we're going to do. And that's going to take up a lot of my weekend as we, we prepare for the launch week. We've hit all the uh, uh, media releases and, and all that. So when I was watching the coming together of the, of the Pardon the Interruption show, which most people, including the hosts themselves, didn't think had any chance to make it, it resonated with me because I'm not saying this doesn't have any chance to make it. I'm just saying I am skeptical because let's just, I mean, you've been here before. Shocked said no one. I'm skeptical and cynical about just about everything. But the main driver of the content creation of what's going to make this good, Jeff and Jen and Russell, really, which I'd like to think eventually I'll, I'll contribute to that as well. They are very confident and ready to go. And so that's all you can ask for. Here's a, here's a few of the press releases. This is from, and the, most of them are filled with a lot of the same quotes, so I'm trying not to uh, be repetitive. From RadioInc.com, former host launches morning show podcast. After a decades-long career in Chattanooga Radio, Jeff Styles is launching a morning show podcast he hopes will take listeners away from traditional radio and over to his podcast. Styles will host the Chattanooga Drive-In Show with three of his former co-workers, from when he worked at WPLZFM, Jen, myself, Brian, and Russell. Jump down to Chattanooga, Chattanoogan.com. Longtime Chattanooga radio veteran Jeff Styles said he has launched a new daily podcast designed especially for local daily commuters. The approximately one hour long daily podcast will feature Mr. Styles as hosts along with co-hosts Jen Lambert and Russell Stroud. Contributors will include Dave Hooker and Jeff Greenspan. The show will be produced by Brian Stone. The business manager will be Taft Sibley. I think he's also doing a lot of our social media. Let me just be honest with you. I was happy when I was asked not to be part of the social media team. Once upon a time, 20, eh, 15 years ago, 10 years for sure, I would have wanted to be that person. I don't want to be that person anymore. And this is from uh, Barry Corder's piece in the Times Free Press. Veteran talk show host Jeff Stiles is doing a quote-unquote drive-time programming. Or he's getting back to doing drive-time programming. But now the format is a podcast. Some of that was repetitive, so I scratched it out. It just says Stiles said the one-hour podcast will be posted on all uh, podcasting platforms at 5 a.m. each day, just in time for morning drive. Quote, of course, it's a podcast, so people can listen whenever they want but we fully intend to compete and eventually take over people's drive time listening. The show will follow a similar format to what Styles has done for much of his career, almost three decades of which was spent doing live talk at WGOW 102.3. 
Just a couple uh, paragraph and a half here. Style says that they are still figuring everything out and tightening things up, but it's going, it's coming along very well. And we are very pleased with the number of people ready to be sponsors. He said, in addition to the podcast, the show is being recorded to video and will be available on platforms such as YouTube and Facebook. Quote, we're working on this show for several weeks because people keep asking for it. The show will feature guests plus regular segments focusing on music, world news, local calendar events, and discussions on news topics of the day, according to the organizers. Quote, this is very exciting, and I get more excited about it every day, says Jen Lambert. And while I'm excited about it, I get more anxious and nerve-wracked every day. Because in order for this to be successful, it has to have a few different elements. A few different things need to be the star. The easiest part to me is the content. That's never been an issue with Jeff or any of us when we get together and work in these kinds of capacities. That's got to be strong. Production on the audio level has to be strong because I imagine more people will listen to it downloaded than will watch it. I don't know if that's true or not. But also, so the audio needs to be strong, as does the video. I am a freaking barely, not even a not even a beginner when it comes to video editing, shooting, rendering, whatever the words are. It's just never something I've done a lot of time on or spent any amount of time on. And I am excited, very excited. When I can get over the anxiety, I am excited to learn a new. Uh, a new aspect aspect to this business. So I want to know how to do this stuff. I just don't really want to learn on the fly as we launch. It is quite literally crippling me with some anxiety from time to time over the last couple of weeks. And growing up for so many years, the last 20, this decade, this century, not this decade, this century, I hardly ever had anxiety. I had nervousness, right? Like I would get nervous about something. But anxiety and, ner- and nervousness are two different things. And Because I, I thought I was invincible. I, I knew I wasn't going to bomb. I, I knew I could do this. And I still know I can do this. And I know the chances are it probably won't bomb. But the anxiety is, uh, is, is real now. And so now I'm prescribed to low-grade medication to deal with it. And it's not just with stuff with work. It's with, with anything else. And, and um, all my life when I did have that nervousness, whether I was going to get on stage and play music or whether I was going to be on the air live, no net, two-hour radio show, even as, as early as still just six months to a year ago, hey, you got a live show, you better be ready, I would still have that level of anxiousness that I could not get rid of. Couldn't have a coffee, couldn't have a smoke, couldn't have a beer, couldn't have a, you know, a joint. Uh, I lose my appetite. I lose my taste of senses of taste and smell almost. Like, I, I really do. And, and it's uh, the, the only way that I can get over that is to just get started. And as soon as I get started, it all melts away. Now, if it doesn't melt away and it becomes a disaster, that means it's because I've got something that's I'm driving into the ground, and then that's just a whole other discussion for another day. But I rarely ran things into the ground. Things normally went well. And I think I'm going to have that same kind of issue here. But so as I was watching the part in the interruption uh, 20-year retrospect, 
there was so much that reminded me of all the anxiety I'm having right now of trying to move because uh, they're doing the, the show in D.C. instead of Connecticut. And it's a show like nobody's ever seen. And we got to we need a staff. And what's the second to look like? And who's going to do what? And who wants to take this chance to move to another city? And I pulled a couple of clips from the uh, from the overall show. I had to do it quickly. I didn't get to all the ones I really wanted to do. We'll just fire these off real quick and then wrap up the show with some headlines coming up here shortly. Hold on. I made quick notes to myself. What was it here? This is just um, Tony talking about having good chemistry, having good people to work with, having good producers, hosts, and uh, people who get it. And I can identify with stuff like this. Part of my orientation to writing a column was to be entertaining. Everybody says that people do not want to be made fun of, and they, they want to be august, and they want to have a certain stature that you can only approach on your knees. In fact, everybody, every once in a while, wants to be one of the guys. And that is the way you confer one of the guys' status. You make fun of them. That's what guys do. They make fun of other guys. Tony, what was your first impression of Michael Wilbon? Loved him. Loved him right away. Started making fun of him right away. Okay, so I set that up uh, not exactly right. It's, it's about the chemistry amongst the people who work together, who create the content. And uh, that is very much part of it, making fun of each other. If you can't make fun of each other, what are you, what are you even doing here? Mike and Wilbon do it all the time. Jeff and, and his old partners he's had over the years do it all the time. Jeff and Jen and Russell do it all the time. Jeff and me and me and Russell, we couldn't be any more opposite of a person. And I've used that as a little bit of a shtick as a way I'm making fun of them, but not really that kind of thing. And it really brings a genuine nature to the show. And um, so I identified with that a whole lot. What's the other one I have here? It says, this is more about assembling a team. And I missed the perfect one I was looking for. I'll explain it in a minute. This is uh, one more from the uh, 20 years of pardon the interruption. You got to get the right people. And you can't have one person screw it up. ESPN had the hosts, Tony Kornheiser, and Michael Wilbach. Now they had to figure out, well, everything else. And with ESPN executives Mark Shapiro and Jim Cohen wanting the show to launch in mid-October, they had four months to do it. You have to trust somebody has the intellect, the sensitivity, and just a good judgment to deal with this every day. That's pressure. It, it is pressure, and you have to be able to trust the people you're working with, especially in a live setting. And this podcast we're going to be doing, the Tra- Chattanooga Drive-In Show, is going to be a live-to-tape scenario. We don't. We have other things to do in live. I sure as hell do. I can't sit around here and have take five. We got to hit go and do it. And fortunately, my I think my best work I've ever done, I, I, my opinion would be Jeff's best work ever done, is in a live setting. You can laugh yourself off. You screw it up. You make a joke about it or you forget about it. You move along, whatever. That's how we're going to be operating. But you have to trust the people you're in the room with. If you can't trust them, then you can't have a show that you're truly proud of. That goes from a podcast in Chattanooga or one of the most influential television shows in modern history of the 21st century anyway of uh, of, of debate argument style television programs this is the final one i think it's a repeat of what i did 
on uh, on the front end. This is uh, just the show launches. After 16 weeks of planning, countless hours of meetings, and two weeks of rehearsals, Pardon the Interruption was ready to introduce itself to the world. I had no idea it would be good and no idea it would be successful. I thought just the opposite. I said to him, I know we can do this and I know it will be good. I don't know if anybody will give a damn. That's a different deal. Three, two, one, roll red up track music, open his mic, go mic. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon, and welcome to opening day in this bizarre television experiment. And I'm Tony Kornheiser, and if we can have a TV show, you can have a TV show. Yeah, so it was a tail end that I used on the front end of the segment, and uh, I'm glad I still had that in there, because what Wilbon said, I uh, identify more with than what Kornheiser just said. I know this can be good. I know we know what we're doing. I know that this will be quality. I can't promise you anybody's going to listen to it. And when I transition this into the, the, the podcast idea, I can't promise you anybody's going to care. I can't promise you anybody's going to download it. I can't promise you anybody's going to care or go to the websites or, 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 or like and share and blah, blah. Can't promise any of those things. But I can. I absolutely can promise you that it'll be good because we have a 20 year track record of doing good work and it's become pretty easy to most of us involved and i hate to say easy because it's not easy it's difficult why else would i be so anxiety filled but we know what we're doing we're pros and i can't wait to get started except i wish it was a little bit further off into october but that's not my decision to make and right now it's a paying gig and i gotta do what i'm told And I actually can't wait to do just that. There's a bunch of headlines I'll just kind of wrap up, mop up, and clean up the rest of this podcast that will probably be the last one for uh, a couple of weeks, depending on how the launch goes this week. Hang tight. I'll get to that next. Stone on air. We'll be right back. Oh, darling, what juicy gossip I have for our listeners. Stoneonair.com. What's all the shouting? Extra mean ass Playboy in trouble again. Playboy Penny at it again. Read about it. Extra place grab young fan. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Life story of Playboy Penny. Extra, extra. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Mean ass Playboy in trouble again. Extra, extra. Sorry, I know that was a little annoying. Twenty-first century digital boy from Bad Religion. Figure that fit well with the paper going away and going digital only sooner than later, which bums me out. I'm not happy about that. Now I can't find a paper to save my damn life, but I still don't like it. And I should have used a drive-by trucker song here. Why, you ask? Very glad you did ask. Because I'm skipping the drive-by truckers show this Monday at the Ryman, October 4th. Tickets that I bought for this damn show, it could be literally 
two years ago. It was at least a year and a half ago. Somewhere in that time frame of shutdown, quarantine, all shows go away. And I bought them for a Saturday night at the Ryman in Nashville. And I thought, hell yeah, go see the truckers at the Ryman. That sounds fantastic. There's two seats, secret seats. They're not that secret, but in the back row of the Ryman, they add in a few little just fold chairs. And you can stand behind them, walk around them. You got nobody next to you if you get those little two on the aisle. And I know what they are. And I bought those exact seats, so I don't really even have to be in the seats. Because down below at the Ryman sucks. Ryman's not nearly as cool of a venue as people act like it is. But if you know what you're doing and you get in a good spot, it's a great place. Basically meaning hanging out in the balcony upstairs. And I got those two tickets, and then the show got canceled like everything else. And... I just forgot about it. Uh, I was just looking it up today, actually. It's like $95 plus all the tax for two seats. That's actually really pretty cheap if you start comparing it to other stuff. So I'll, I'll probably uh, I'll, I'll, I'll probably uh, miracle somebody those because I just haven't even got around to figuring out how to put them on a ticket exchange, and I don't even care now, so... I'll probably hit up somebody in Nashville and see if they want to take a trip to the Ryman on me. Maybe it's one of those karma things, though I don't believe in karma, but I do believe take care of other people. They'll take care take care of you later on down the road. So I'm not going to go to that because we open the show, the, 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 the new podcast, on Monday the 4th. So I would have to go to Nashville, go to the show, drive back to Chattanooga, not get home until like 2 o'clock in the morning, and then hopefully show up and do... You see why I can't do that. <laughs> I'm not 22. I'm not even 32 anymore. I'm damn near 42 who suffers from panic attacks and ang- and high levels of anxiety. Not going to be able to do that. Uh, another thing I wanted to mention real quick before I get to some of these headlines, and I'll wrap this thing up pretty quick, is, and I highly suggest listening to it because I listened to about tw- 20 or 30 minutes of it last night. And I just, it's just, I don't like long podcasts. I think it's almost two hours long. It's just uh, just too long for me. Um, I mean, I'll break it up over time. But The People of Chattanooga is the name of this podcast. The dude who does it is some, like, adventurous type. He's not quite a globetrotter, but he is a, uh, he hasn't stayed in one place for all that long a time. The little bit that I've paid attention to him when I heard about this podcast and it's actually got pretty good numbers as far as how many followers he has and he's done a pretty good job of, of getting it out there and um, and Jeff's his host and he's a few hosts he have has that I recognize mostly from the outside the outdoors world running and hiking and hang gliding and all those kinds of things. And I, I made a joke on our little pilot uh, recording podcast we did the other day, and I said, I just like, hey, how did you get on the people of Chattanooga podcast? I mean, I'm just curious. And I can't remember what he said. I think he said that they contacted him. I have a feeling somebody else contacted Jeff because when I listen to the show, you could tell in the young guy's voice who hosts this. And he, again, I'm not trying to hate. Does a fine job. He doesn't know who the hell Jeff Styles is. He's not listened to his radio show. He doesn't know what he was doing in the late to mid-90s. He doesn't know what he was doing in the early 2000s to mid-2000s. 
he, he's not that familiar with this dude. And um, and the only reason I just said that flippantly was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Because uh, no one's asked me, and I, I'm, a, I'm a person of Chattanooga, too. We're all looking for content around here, after all. Anyway, check that podcast out if you would like. All right, so these are just some, I mean, I'm, I'm going literally headlines. I'll have a comment on a handful or two of them. Some are local, some are not at all, and we'll just move along from there. On the Stone on Air podcast, the 30th of September, you know what I say, time flies, and it ain't got a damn thing to do with whether you're having any fun or not. This is all from NPR in the last two days. New study finds more than a third of COVID-19 patients have symptoms months later. Obesity rates rise during pandemic, fueled by stress, job loss, sedentary lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, what what, did you think was going to happen? Lots of people say they'll quit over vaccine mandates, but research shows few few do. Oh, I'll quit if I have to get that vaccine. I won't go to that job. uh, It's not really uh, any other jobs I really want. I guess I'll go ahead and do it. A man died from rabies in Illinois. Here's why that's so unusual in the U.S., An uncontroversial consensus builder is poised to become Japan's next leader. All right. More than a week after a volcanic eruption on La Palma, toxic gas is a new threat. Britney Spears has a chance to be free from her father today. Here's what to know. Move along from that one. This is the next day's headlines at NPR, and I didn't even print the stories. I just copy and pasted the headlines. Thousands of pounds of DiGiorno frozen pizza have been recalled over allergy concerns. For people who got the J&J vaccine, some doctors are advising boosters ASAP. I'm a J&J vaccine guy, and I'm not getting a booster ASAP. The Atlanta spa shooting suspect pleads not guilty in four killings. I thought there was more killings in that one. Maybe it was more like eight or nine, ten hurt with only four killings, but I thought there was more uh, of that one. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, a man I have been at least within one foot of before and kind of shook his hand, says NBA players should get vaccinated or be kicked off the team. It's a little extreme. Packs of ravenous wild boars are ransacking Rome. I'm guessing that's Rome, Italy. Doubt it's Rome, New York. I think if it was Rome, Georgia, we would probably know more about it at this point. Women are barred from attending Cabal University for now, says the school chancellor. Think they're going to just start admitting women in Cabal anytime soon? I would say very likely no. And Pfizer submits favorable initial data to the FDA on kids' COVID-19 vaccine trial. Do you think that once they ever finally get around to saying, okay, we have a vaccine for kids, that any of these parents that want to scream and shout about how terrible vaccines are are ever going to take their kids to get a vaccine? I mean, we are... We it, it, just, you know, lick your finger and check the way the wind's blowing. 
never know what the hell is going to go on next in this weird, weird, weird world we live in. All right, and here's a few more from some of the local rags, mostly from the Chattanooga Times Free Press and uh, a couple of different ones. And I'd, I'd actually like to spend a little more time on a few of these. I just I don't feel like it. I'm tired. I'm ready to be done with the show. And we're already getting a little long here. We're not too bad. I think we're under 50 minutes as of right now. Chattanooga City Council approves budget, including pay raises and property tax increase. It was a, a 9-0 vote, I'm pretty sure. $1.2 million for crisis response program, $5 million for public safety capital investments, $10 million for public works paving program, $1.8 million for sidewalk construction repairs, $3.5 million for infrastructure in East Chattanooga, $7 million to transform the city's youth and family development community centers. And he goes on and on from there. Big pressure on Biden Dems to trim $3.5 trillion federal overhaul. Jeez, I don't know what to think about that as we get close to a government shutdown. As per damn usual, every other, what is it, I guess, is it once a year? I guess it's once a fiscal year. Democrats aim to keep government funded as talks continue on $3.5 trillion. Hear back more locally, and I would love to spend more time on this. At some point, this one's uh, a little older that I just pulled from my saved uh, portion of Facebook. WWTA raising sewer rate by 9.8% effective in a couple days from now, October 1st. And I can spend a lot of time about how big a crooks the WWTA is, and I have done it in the past. So far, nobody really seems to care about that uh continued rant and argument of mine i'm sure that won't change now let's see what else this is also from the tfp east ridge approves 28 percent tax increase this is from uh about a month ago again i pulled a few of these from the ones that have just been sitting there waiting on me but they get a little creative in how they do it uh again i'm not going to read into it based on property values being increased which i believe is completely artificially I'm looking at you, Marty Haynes, assessor of uh, assessor of property. Um, while it's going up, it's actually going down, but it's uh, it's going to cost us more money. Doesn't matter how you slice it up. If we if you live in East Ridge like I do, it's going to cost you more money. Facebook puts Instagram for kids on hold after pushback. I, I thought that mostly kids were on it on Instagram anyway. All my friends who have children, you know, adolescent children are on Instagram. Uh, Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's a different age group that I didn't look close enough to. Hinkley, John Hinkley Jr., the dude who attempted to assassinate Ronald Reagan, could be freed from prison by next year. If he, I don't know, doesn't do anything wrong again. I didn't, yeah, that's just headlines. And that might just about do it. Hamilton County Corrections Officer arrested, fired, and allegedly, uh, after alleged sexual relations with inmates, apparently dude was giving them, uh, like, his cell phone or something to watch TV. Where is it? I didn't even, yeah. 
to watch Hulu from uh, his iPad or tablet of whatever kind or phone of whatever kind if they would just perform a sexual act on him. Okay. And I didn't highlight anything on that page. I didn't highlight it on any this page. TikTok wants more ad dollars and has a new plan to get them. I had a whole thing on TikTok. I'm going to do TikTok's takeover is going great. Save that for another day. All right. So y'all have a great one. Uh, enjoy yourself. I will not be watching this band, the Drive-By Truckers in Nashville, because I'm a company man. And the new podcast will start this Monday, October 4th, the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Search it out. Look for it on social media. I believe it's going to be under the Jeff Styles America tentacles, the RSS feed. Sorry to use jargon. I think I, I don't know on that yet. I got I to gotta talk to them more. Either way, it will be available, and you'll be able to find it on YouTube, Facebook, and it's going to be clunky at first, guys and gals. Just just bear with me on the on the video portion. I've never done this before, ever. And uh, I want to learn and I want to get better. That's what the, the whole goal of the whole thing is. And hopefully we'll do this one for the rest of our lives. I say this every time I get a new gig. Hopefully this is the one that lasts me forever. So far, losing that gig is undefeated. <laughs> it happens almost every time. We'll see where this one goes. Y'all have a great one. Love you. Mean it. See you later. Bye.